This episode of the Like Folio broadcast is brought to you by the Benzinga Fintech Awards. May 24th of this year, really a who's who of finance will be there. Uh, definitely get a ticket. I'll be there. The whole Like Folio crew will be there recording our podcast on site. You'll get to meet us. Josh Brown is there. James Altisher, Nicole Sherrod, uh, just all kinds of uh, of really cool people talking about cool things in fintech. Learn what's next. Get to the Benzinga Fintech Awards. Go to BenzingaFintechAwards.com to check out more information. And here we go with the perfect earnings season for stock pickers podcast episode on Folio. There's a smart new website that will change the way you invest using social media. Likefolio. Here to explain a team of brothers, Andy and Landon Swan, of Likefolio. And they've always been building out great technology at the intersection of social and trading. Powered by unique social data. Analyzed by legendary traders. The Likefolio broadcast starts right now. The perfect earning season for stock pickers is upon us. I'm excited. This is, this is like Christmas. This is like my favorite times of year is earning seasons. And I here do we love are. earning season. It's, it's so great. There's so many binary events, so many ways to trade. This is when like folio data just shines and all of our clients get real happy because they're making money based on like folio data. It's just the best, you know, and we've been through a lull for it, you know, winter's going away. I mean, things are good. This is it. Um, and what's, what's really cool about this earnings season, I think, is there's so much negativity going into it. There's so much expectation of, of problems. So business insiders tweeting and writing an article, we are about to get confirmation that earnings growth for America's biggest companies was negative in the first quarter compared to the same period a year ago. Um, and you know, everybody's expecting these negative, um, these negative earnings events. It'll be the third, uh, straight quarter that earnings growth has been negative. Um, so that, that when I see that is the headline multiple times over and over again, that we're heading into a tough, heavy, they use all these different words, earnings uh, season where uh, analysts have been revising expectations lower and all these types of things. It gets me pretty fired up because I think there could be some really great opportunities, especially on the buy side going into these uh, earnings events, especially if everybody's everybody's leaning to the negative. Yeah, I love I love when everybody's leaning in a specific direction so that I can play a contrarian play. So in this particular case, I don't know if I'll position fully bullish in some of these names that I like that I think are primed for potential upside, but I'll be cautiously bullish. You know, some sort of um out of the money credit spread or, you know, sell some puts type thing. Yeah. I agree. JJ Kinahan has kind of the same idea. He's the chief strategist for TD Ameritrade and a good friend of everybody in this room. One of the smartest guys. I mean, you'll read some stuff from uh, people from uh, brokerages and other analysts that you can just pretty much throw away. Absolutely. But when JJ talks, people should listen. The guy spent a career on the CBOE, uh, you know, options, uh, 
he just he knows a lot. And he's, he, he's the real deal. I mean, I've, I've, I've stood deal. with him at Ameritrade and Thinker Swim offices and side by side. We've done some trading together, and I mean, we talk and chat, and the guy knows his stuff. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I've learned from him big time. Yeah, yeah, he he is super real deal, and he's got a great blog called uh, the uh, Ticker tape or something like that it's the td ameritrade blog um and it's it's really good but in in a recent post um yeah ticker the ticker tape blog at td ameritrade uh he's doing earnings previews one of his for this technology sector was really cool um because what he pointed out was that um the the fang stocks so facebook amazon netflix and uh google now alphabet um that those stocks dropped by 23 percent uh over the course of the first month of the year as earnings estimates for this quarter coming up were being reduced right so that basket of stocks already dropped 23 percent uh it's recovered two-thirds of that uh that drop but it sort of tells me and it's telling him that there's a lot of negativity already baked in the cake Absolutely. Uh, with these stocks. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, I thought that was uh, really cool. So he's one to watch. I would say moderate negativity uh, priced in, considering that two-thirds of that move has retraced. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with what you're saying because what, you know, what that means is about 8%. It's, these stocks have moved down about 8 or 9%. Which is still no, no joke. Which is still no joke. And... But the point is that that happened concurrently with these analyst expectations dropping. And so the the news event that earnings are down, let's say, or earnings growth is down, could be you know, far less impactful than what the company says is they're expecting going forward. And so that's where, you know, like folio data starts to come in. What are consumers doing on the street? What are uh, people saying about the brands and products that these companies are creating? Um, so hopefully, over the course of the earnings season, what we can find are opportunities where, like Folio Data, is showing that consumers on Wall Street are on Main Street are uh, very enthusiastic about the brands and products that a company is producing. Uh, while at the same time going into the earnings event, analysts and the media headlines are worried and mm-hmm. worrisome and put volume is going through the roof or put pricing is going high, implied, implied volatility. volatility is going high. That's where we're going to get our real opportunities, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime they diverge, it's great. And since you're saying that the uh, the street is thinking negatively, then yeah, the data being positive would be what we're looking for. Absolutely. So a few names, um, you know, this is a preview of the of of earnings coming up. So I wanted to go through, like, over the course of April, what we're looking at. We've got, um, really, for me, I know earnings has kicked off this week. You know, Alcoa reports, but mm-hmm. I just don't care about that. Yeah, I, CSX reported yesterday after the close. Yeah, is that trains? Yep. Yeah, so trains and aluminum and you know, I don't know. Our data is limited on of trains. <laughs> not, not a whole lot of consumer data <laughs> on fuck on on trains. Yeah. Uh the it really kicks off for me next week. So Monday after the market you got IBM and Netflix, which that's awesome. That is great. Um you've got 
also next week you've got Mattel, um, American Express, even GM, uh, United Airlines and Verizon. And then big day, I guess that's Thursday of next week, the 21st after the market, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, Starbucks, and Visa all in one day. That's no joke. So we're going to be, um, we're going to be, we're going to be getting into those, uh, heavy and then McDonald's the next day. Uh, I tend I tend to trade Amazon and Starbucks pretty consistently into earnings. They always tend to have good opportunities from an implied volatility perspective. They've got very liquid options. The implied volatility goes through the roof. Sometimes three, four times the back month implied volatility on Amazon, especially. So you can sell these crazy wide strangles and still get good credit. You know, strangles that are two and a half times the expected move. Yeah, so this thing has like to that. really, really, really move. Which it can, yeah, but it's just highly unlikely. Is and that on Amazon? On Amazon. And just, so, if you're speaking of Amazon, you know, we put out a note. What was this? A um, little while back, when the price was about uh, 540 bucks. I think it's. Uh, I think we're getting over 600 right now per share. Yep. Um, we put out a bullish note at 540. So already we've we've got. Um, over ten percent upside there that we that we have to play with, um, but one of the reasons that we like Amazon um, is fifteen percent. Yeah, six fifteen now. Oh, it's at six fifteen. Yeah. All right, so we're up fifteen percent on that bad boy. That gives us some really nice room to play uh, earnings. But, but the reason behind our bullishness on Amazon was and continues to be. The like folio data showing, um, you know, a a bullish pattern, long term pattern in terms of uh, what consumers are saying, how often they're saying it, and um, how often they're showing intent to purchase or that they have purchased from Amazon, and that's backed up an, again. Another note by JJ, uh, he he talks about the retail sector and. Um, if you just Google earnings preview retail sector or go to the ticker tape blog, it's a really good piece on the rotation that is happening that you know we're seeing in our data as well, uh, probably beyond what analysts are expecting. And that rotation from people aren't going to Walmart, Target, uh, these brick and mortar stores nearly as much, and the pace of purchasing online is accelerating at kind of that clip that people, you know, back in the dot-com boom, the the type of thing where they were saying online's eventually going to take over. I Here think we're is. there. Here it is. I think we're there. And it's starting to happen really rapidly. And, um, you know, average consumers, Amazon is not a place for just sort of the super comfortable, right? you know, le- bleeding edge consumer who's, savvy with technology to purchase from anymore this is everybody's everyday store now and that's my mom's on her ipad ordering everything from amazon (laughs) right i remember 10 years ago uh andy our uncle was like i'm not putting my credit card online he was scared of it now he's ordering stuff i mean it's it's from his pocket yeah he's got it with one click exactly with one click from the middle of the cornfield in indiana literally on a combine literally and is ordering with one click from Amazon. It's a huge consumer shift. Um, it's so awesome. Yeah. 
that is just not going away and is accelerating at a pace uh, faster than a lot of people think. So if we do anything on Amazon, well, we'll look at it. We'll look at it right before uh, they release earnings. But um, but we're going to, if anything, as of right now, I would say we would lean towards, if we have any directional bias, we would lean towards uh, the bullish side again, even though it's up 15% from where we first put out this note. I just want to back up real quick to April 19th before market. Uh, Coke is reporting earnings. Oh, yeah. And I've got a position there. I can't remember if Landon had a position. Remember when you and I talked about uh, Coke and the, the uh, like folio data was very bullish. And we anticipated a break above a really strong resistance level oh, yeah. at 44. Yeah, yeah. And I think three or four days later, it did, in fact, break that resistance level. And it's you bought slowly, those calls like I did, January, August, August, August 2016. So far out, and they were a dollar. 45 calls. So they were it was so cheap. out of the money calls. I bought That's them for a dollar. Awesome. Now they're at 250. Amazing. And what I may do, if I don't just hold the entire position through earnings, I may cover half of it. Just to kind of get my money you back in the bank. You could sell some higher strike ones for a dollar to, to lock in break even, worst case. That, that might not be a bad idea either. Turn it into a vertical sort of. I'll probably just end up holding them all though. <laughs> because it was kind of one of those positions yeah. where I didn't go huge. And I went set out of the gate that I was looking for it to hit 50. You know, I wanted that $5, that 5X. Yeah. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. So that's, Yeah. The Coca-Cola, I mean, that was a great call. And I love going into an earnings event where you've already got some profit pad mm-hmm. like underneath of you. You've already made the call and you're already into it enough to have um, some house money to play with, which I think we have in most of these names. Um, one exception, Apple, we bet against that. Um, yeah, that one hurt. Early in the, um, I think it was the the February to March sort of expiration cycle. Um, now you got Apple 107, something like that. 111. 111. So um, that broke through 100 and just kept on rocking, which is, again, another reason why we generally try to play uh, these positions with defined risk using options. Um, so we were wrong on it from 97, uh, but... You know, our our loss was limited to the whatever it was two dollars two hundred forty dollars per contract that we had in it because once it got above a hundred, it didn't matter anymore. Exactly. Um, so that move from one hundred to one hundred and eleven, that's being significantly wrong, but it didn't hurt us at all. We just had already lost, and it's no big deal. Now here we are going into um, earnings. That's not until April twenty fifth after the market. Uh, but that's going to be a really interesting one. My gut is we're probably going to, I'm probably going to be um, based on like folio data, but we'll have to confirm it. We have to confirm the like folio data uh, right before that. But uh, my guess is I'm going to be leaning against Apple going into this one. I think that there's some trouble on the horizon for that company personally. Um, but we'll see once we get closer. We'll do a special show on Apple before. Uh, they put out their earnings. I like the sound of that. Yeah. I've got a lot of opportunities for shows coming up. There's so many opportunities. I'm earnings. sitting here looking at this list, and it's just crazy. Remind ourselves to add some duration, though. Absolutely. You know, okay, they so, report on Thursday. Let's not do the weekly Friday. All right. Correct. So let's, Correct. 
let's go through that because that was sort of the next thing I wanted to get into. Now that we've talked about the individual stocks and so on, let's talk about lessons learned in the past and how we're going to go into these earnings trades in an intelligent way using, you know, this powerful data that we have from consumers on Main Street in a way that's, that's intelligent, risk defined, and gives us the opportunity to be right. Sure. I think the big takeaway that I know for sure Landon and I have had, I don't know if we've discussed it, the three of us, but Landon and I have discussed it. The data, like folio data has proven to be powerful and correct so many times that it cannot be ignored. And definitely the, far more often than not. The, definitely. But one, one observation is you, it's difficult to trade and expect that data to be reflected immediately in earnings and respect, even if the data is re- reflected in the earnings you never know how the stock price is going to react to that you right. know, we could see bullish data in lifefolio and that bullish you know the earnings report is bullish and the stock drops you know so over the next course of the next couple of weeks it will most likely recover if the data was bullish enough and just see, like we saw with nordstrom nordstrom exactly that's kind of like what kicked this whole thing off was yep. that's exactly right what kicked this we whole were thing off. But we just didn't. And it happened have any one time. or two more times after that. So it did, yeah. the takeaway is whatever strategy we utilize into earnings, there needs to be some duration associated with it. So that if the earnings price reaction isn't the direction that we want, we still have time for it to recover and work in our favor directionally. So how much do you think? Do you think one month? I think a month. Okay. Yeah, I think that's just I I agree. Sometimes you get a little greedy and you start looking at the weeklies. Um, right. Well, the reason is because the implied volatility is so jacked up in those weeklies. Yeah. It's hard not to want to sell premium in there. Yeah, but let's stay. Um, the only exception I would say to that, um, and I agree completely, on a normal earnings play, as we go into these normal uh, earnings events like we are coming up on here agree completely duration it out give it a month six weeks whatever um i think that's really smart the only exception i think is a fairly rare occasion when the data we're seeing in like folio is absolutely screaming something that no one in terms it has of, to be a big miss coming up. Yeah, in terms of headlines right. that that no one is seeing yet. Uh, the perfect example of that, again, if you rewind back to that uh, Decker's Outdoor Brands earnings big. report, uh, I think there was a LinkedIn earnings report. Tesla, there's a Tesla one. Yeah, there's been a few where the the data was to the point where we just looked at it and we were like, okay, something is wrong here. Something is not adding up uh, at all, and and no one's really talking about that yet. Because what happens a lot of times is analysts can be right on the three-month period. They can nail the revenue number, whatever. But a lot of times what happens is if a company comes in a little light on revenues or a little light on earnings, but the company has access to another month worth of data that is the first month of or the first 15 days or the first 30 days of the second quarter Mm -hmm. because we're into April already. And they can, a lot of times, they'll issue a warning along with their 
earnings call. So the hit number, hit number, but warn that the second quarter is looking bad already. On the call. On the call. <clears throat> not and reflected that, in the initial report. Right. And that's not reflected in analyst estimates. Uh, nothing like that. So um, when we see screaming opportunities that something is wrong, usually it's on the the negative side, honestly. It would be the one time where I, I think we could uh, shorten duration and um, – Go for it. And go for it. Let me play devil's advocate. What is the, what's the downside to giving yourself more duration? Is it just you make less money? Yeah. Just your percentage return is less. And less, um, advantage or like less ability to really take advantage of the inflated implied volatility because the implied volatility is going to be higher and higher the lower the duration. Okay. So when you get further out in duration, you have, you know, less live volatility. So that ball crush, you're not going to participate in as much of it. Okay. But again, so we'll keep that in mind. So we'll lean towards more duration, but if it's screaming, we'll, uh, we'll allow that rule to, to be yeah. sidelined. And that may, that, that may only happen once per earning season. If that, right. so, but the, cause you're right. It almost has to happen on the downside. Yeah. It's very difficult to say, um, things are going so crazy good for this company and no one sees it. Right. Um, what if you do see crazy bullish data and we look at the stock and it's just kind of been beat down over the past quarter or two? How do you feel about that? More duration still, I think. More duration or just buy the, start buying the stock. I mean, that's, that's when true. I, that's when I like owning, you know, good that's point. a good point. good point and not putting any duration limits on what I'm doing at all. Um, so, I'm looking forward to this earnings season. This is going to be fun. Oh, We're going to have so many. It's so fun. Shows with so many. I'm, I'm halfway expecting calls. Santa Claus to just start jingling his way through here. With a big bag. Maybe of that'll cash. be maybe that'll be JJ's nickname from now. On. <laughs> Instead of saying JJ Kinahan, we'll say JJ Claus. Santa Claus. JJ Claus. JJ Claus. <laughs> like that has spoken. And <laughs> let's all listen. Um. All right. Cool. So. We're looking forward to this. Um, earnings season is going to be hot for us, so make sure you've got the Likefolio app. Uh, download that from your uh, app store. Just search Likefolio. It'll pop right up. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, either through SoundCloud, iTunes, or um, any of the, um, I think TuneIn is another one. We just got listed in TuneIn. Cool. Um, so now if you have, an, if you have Alexa, I think you can go home and say, Alexa, play the Like Folio podcast. That's awesome. And she'll just fire it up, and you can make your eggs and bacon and listen to <laughs> Andy, Lana, and Nick drop some money knowledge on you. And don't forget that we have our episodes uploaded on YouTube now, so you can go to youtube.com forward slash Like Folio to listen to the podcast on YouTube. Yeah, awesome. Uh, great show. Looking forward to earnings season. Any uh, feedback, hit us up. But until next time, just uh, make sure you keep making money and have a good one. Got to get that green, baby.